I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The year is 1999. Tamagotchis and Furbies are all the rage. They are. 11-year-old gay-ass T. Kyle is running rampant, screaming, January 1999. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. Hey, I'm Bradley Stern. This, this is, is our, our new, new brand. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no that doesn't sound like a word. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley Stern. And this is It's Britney, Bitch. A podcast for stands. By stands. Dedicated to 20 years of the living legend, Britney Jean Spears. So her debut album drops right at the beginning of the year in January, Baby One More Time, titled after the lead track, track number one. Baby one more time. See what they did there. Why don't we dive into the album and go track by track through each song and talk about our most personal memories to date and everything that that has come to be with this album. Did you get this album, like the actual physical CD? Yes. So this was the actual time that I acquired my first Britney anything was this was the album that I saw at the Virgin Megastore in Orlando. For me in 99, it was just sneaking to watch MTV yes, and TRL. And I had my little digital enhanced edition Baby One More Time album that I'd plug in to watch the music video. Another thing, what color was, do you remember what color your CD was? Remember that each of the CDs were like different variations. Blue. Mine was pink and yellow, I think. It was definitely pink. Did that mean something or was it just like, no, they just randomly, I don't think it meant something, but yeah, they were like different variations for whatever reason as, yeah, you could like get different colors of the baby CD, Hmm. which is blue, baby blue, baby one more time blue. (laughs) I never actually got the CD single. I wasn't into CD singles until way later when I was nerding out and like until not myself tonight came out until not myself tonight. That's That's literally when it happen for me um let's talk about the single that kicked it off let's start with the song that really kicked it all off (laughs) that was me um oh that wasn't a piano no oh i just don't want to get copyright infringement all right yeah moving forward for 20 years we'll just be singing the songs instead of playing them Mm -hmm. So as not to to get sued from (laughs) Countess Louie. Yeah. Don't need another cease and desist. I should point out. Um, Yeah. So let's start off by discussing Baby One More Time. I've heard of it. The original. The unforgettable. Actually iconic. What else is there to say, really? Um, Baby One More Time kicked it off. Name of the album. How do we how do we feel about that? That is the name of the album. I mean, baby one more time because like it was her first so it wasn't like she was doing anything again <laughs> that is very true so it was like okay well what do you mean one more time what did you like, do it makes sense now when she performs it where she's like you know baby one more time right it's like you know her residency needs to be called one more time by the way right i feel like it was more of a marketing thing like yeah. from a brand perspective completely it before like, seo they were like hey you named the album after the lead single so that 
you could find it when you went to <laughs> Blockbuster. Right. Blockbuster. With your Sam Goody CD player. Virgin. To go purchase it. Absolutely. So that's honestly probably why it has the title that it does. Yeah. Because it doesn't really, I mean, it's not like she does nowadays with like glory or blackout or... Themes, thematic. Right. Dangerous, yet friendly. Mm-hmm. Femme fatale. Mm-hmm. Sexy, yet sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving right along. Um <clears throat> Track two, You Drive Me Crazy. One of the best on the album. One of the best. The song that solidified, as we discussed in episode one, that made it clear that she was not a one-hit wonder. It's true. Um, This is the song that most notably gave Melissa Joan Hart all of her Mm -hmm. vein. She was in the video, as was, uh, what's his name? uh, I forget. It's uh, an A, isn't it? Yes. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, No, no, no. I know uh, I know it. It's not Aaron. It's not Ashton. It's Adrian something. Adrian yeah. something. Grenier? Maybe. Maybe. Adrian Bailon? <laughs> Cheetah Girls? Anyone? Um, watch is going to be like so wrong. The movie too? Because there was a yes, movie. Yes, it was Adrian Grenier. Which by the way, the movie came after the song, Britney's Impact, literally. They Correct. were like, we're going to name this after a Britney song because she's so iconic already. Um, Adrian literally was on Watch What Happens Live to discuss filming You Drive Me Crazy two years ago. Uh, wow. I <laughs> guess I'm Exposed. out of job. I'm fired tomorrow. Fired. Oh. That is crazy. Crazy. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so You Drive Me Crazy uh, is a song that has been also brought, obviously, throughout the ages. I remember distinctly, my crazy memory is a little instructional video called Darren's Dance Grooves. Oh, I was going to bring it up, but... Oh my! Because that's the one, the VHS, the VHS, and most. Do you guys know what that is? Do you, you know what a VHS oh, is? Yeah, should we let, before DVD? It was like about the size of a brick. Yeah, and you had to put it into a television, right, to watch music videos and things like that. So anyway, the Darren's Dance Grooves commercial will forever be embedded in my brain mm-hmm. alone. Do you wonder where Britney Spears or NSYNC got their moves? Here's your chance to get the inside look at how it's done. Darren's Dance Cruise is not sold in any store. This is going to be the hottest video you've ever seen. To order, call the number on your screen or log on to musicspace.com. Must be 18 or older to call or log on. Um, but I did eventually bootleg it, I think from Kazaa or somewhere. I or, I or maybe even a friend had it because I definitely had the full experience with mm-hmm. me. Um, and I tried to learn it. I'll say that. Same. I feel like I can only do the last part where she like bends down and yeah. just puts her hand on her hips twice. I couldn't understand the handography. Nope. I can't. Nope. We once went to a Britney dance class for work, bitch. That's true. And we were so winded by one round of the chorus. That really? Was so, now it was I'm the chorus. That was so painful. It was so difficult. We were doing groundwork at which we see her do effortlessly 500 million shows Mm -hmm. and it was like so difficult and that is one tiny part of one song of a full show anyway we're not worthy of her my shins were bruised for at least a week yes exactly so and darren's dance groups really showed from the very beginning that Mm -hmm. she was doing choreography that the other girls could never yeah and we couldn't do it we couldn't do it um should we move on to the next yes all right so track three We've got her favorite song of all time. Oh, gone. Sometimes. Now, I don't think she actually hates it. I feel like that was a 
bit to like shade herself a little bit. Yeah, I never understood where that came from. It, I don't either. And I, it's not like she ever had a moment that was like yeah. embarrassing with sometimes. Right. It is an undeniably cheesy, sappy song. Yes. Um, in a way that is cheesier perhaps than anything else on the album. It is so sincere and corny. But she has an amazing love interest in the music video. She most certainly does. And the video has certainly elevated the song, I think. The the peer performance. Mm-hmm. Which is a real peer that you can go to. It it's, is a real peer. still standing, I believe. It's still standing. Many, many of our friends have trekked there. In fact, our friend John Duff has uh, once recorded a... Uh, oh, that's recreation right. of mm-hmm. the dance in the middle of either was it a snow? No, it couldn't have been snow. It was a rainstorm or something. It, it was, was a, a blizzard. It was a blizzard. It was a blizzard. He did that in the same outfit. Maybe she hates it because she was wearing black sneakers. She in the was music video wearing when black everyone sneakers. else was wearing white sneakers. Yeah, there were some. That was the one thing I did not understand. And I believe this is one of the times the many times that the knee there was an issue or there was an injury Mm -hmm. i sound like a psychic right now i'm like is there an is there an h in her name is there i believe there was a a knee issue somewhere in her past here there's been a couple um britney knee issues along the way i believe she absolutely had an injury yeah there was an early early injury she said in fact during the rehearsals for sometimes, uh, she injured her knee and was forced to start sessions of physical therapy. So maybe that's why she hates it. It could be. Curse. It's triggering. It's the outrageous of the 90s, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but trauma aside, I like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Definitely would not wind up anywhere near my faves. No. And I think it is so endearingly, Brittany, that that is something that people remember mm-hmm. very clearly. Mm-hmm. So the next track, I feel like I'll know. Soda Pop. Ugh. An underrated gem. Underrated, underappreciated. The first of what we would call Weird Knee, yes. which is when she just totally went left of center and did mm-hmm. something so bizarre. Very Weird Knee. That's going to be a, a thing we say Weird Knee. Weird Knee. Because it follows through. It does. Through other albums. Just shows that she's kind of an artsy fartsy left of mm-hmm. center artist. Um, Soda Pop is really important in that movement. It's, um, I remember mocking that song in front of my friends because I found it so ridiculous, not realizing that I was mocking the thing that I love. Anyway, repression. Mm. But like, I remember coming to school and being like, Wait, so were your friends in school like Britney stands and you were still like being masked for same? No, I was definitely, and I should say, and my friends and family will check me, there was no maskness. I just was super repressed. Got it. But I think, I, I just have this very vivid memory of sitting and we were all in like four desk, uh, like squares around the room. And in my four desk, like I came back after having heard the album and like, did the Britney shimmy and sang the chorus to my friends to like mock it or mm-hmm. meanwhile going home and worshiping silently for going, hours. Plugging in your Darren's dance grooves VHS, rewinding, yes. waiting 10 minutes for it to rewind. Exactly. And then trying again. Updating my live journal. Like I'm not gay. <laughs> also you, that is a side note. My family and I once we read through my old live journal. Uh, that sounds like a nightmare. It is a nightmare but it was hysterical because every entry was like me saying like how defiantly 
heterosexual I am and just being like, I'm not gay, so I don't know. And I would take a survey. It'd be like, what do you prefer, boxers or briefs? And it'd be like, well, I would never care about that on a man, so I don't know. And this is all happening in 1999? Either, well, that must have been like, this might have been you need like to publish 2001 this on mewmews.com. I will do snippets of it. You need to go through and do um, an expose of yourself. My family was in tears. And now we, all of the Netflix accounts are named after different things that I say. Like, I'm not gay. Rawful is one uh, of our login names. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother's dragging you. My mother is dragging later. me. Um, and so that all came from um, my own repression. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> moving right along. Um, unless you have anything else to add about soda pop. Um, well, I just remember being in, I just had this huge CD player and it was one of my favorite songs. And I remember just trying to learn the words and I never, I still don't know what they're saying. No, no. Or what she's saying. And that also really is the start of, uh, um, accent knee or makes uh, no sense knee inflection knee or Mm -hmm. because we of course had British knee coming up in years to come, but she definitely adopts a character a character yes mm-hmm. uh so we're going to move right along to one of the best songs of all time one of the best songs of all time yeah we will have to do like a, a top 10 debate at one point here that's a good idea mm-hmm. we should do that because i feel like this would probably be there born to make you happy is without a doubt a favorite of mine and on some days you i if you ask me it would be my absolute favorite mm-hmm, same I've thought long and hard about the song. I don't know exactly what it is besides the fact that it is purely a pop perfection mm-hmm. song, melody-wise. I, I I don't remember it having a big moment, at least in the States, to the degree that it did outside. No. I feel um, like I didn't appreciate it until like, later on. Mm, like I remember liking it, obviously, yeah, as a kid. Definitely. But I feel like I didn't really discover the music video until like years later. Yes. You know, this thing called the internet happened. The internet happened. And I was like, I never saw it until the greatest hits DVD. Right. And I feel like video. it's a, sta- I feel like it's a Stan favorite. It's a Stan I favorite. Like people will agree. Um, I, it's sort of like a, a secret handshake among Stans, like mm-hmm. to reference born to make you happy, especially the bonus remix with the throat clearing cough at the beginning, mm-hmm. which and extra vocals, extra vocals, uh, ad libs, any memorable performances? Um, this was Born to Make You Happy was the like dream within a dream. What was it? Like her little fairy tale moment where she's the comes out box. of the, the music box. Mm-hmm. But it never really has like an epic. No. For being, I think, one of the greatest ones that it is. Yeah. It still doesn't have like a. Uh, it hasn't gotten a, a, a good epic moment yet. I don't know that it ever will. Which deep is in my heart, it will. Again, with the deep mm-hmm. in my heart. You love deep in my heart. I do. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely just one of her staples among stands. The next track. Yes. From the bottom of my broken heart. From the bottom of my broken heart. I <laughs> just want to say that. <laughs> oh, no. So, like, this is the one. Okay, so... Baby One More Time, Crazy, sometimes all had music videos. And they were on TRL. And I remember seeing them and watching them. And then From the Bottom of My Broken Heart was the next one here in the U.S. At least from, like, a kid. like Because back in the day, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I I was, like, an outdoor kid. So, like, I oh, only no. got <laughs> Britney from MTV. Back, like, the early years. Right, right. So, if it was not on MTV, I had no idea what was going on. Right. So, I had no idea that um, Born to Make You Happy had a video until, like, years later. 
So the next thing, it was like from the bottom of my broken heart. And she was so, um, it was like, uh, what's the word? Very not what the first three were. Sure. The look was very, it was cute. Right. She's a cute girl. Uh-huh. Cute next to gorgeous. Gorgeous is going to devour cute. <laughs> and it was not, it was just a, it was a weird pivot. For, especially looking back on the rest of the album, I didn't understand why that was next. I, and last, because that was the last music video from the album. If the media is is played into her uh, trajectory at that point, um, she was already getting backlash for crazy, for sure, for the sexual image. Oh, right. And I believe this was probably a safe step back. Oh, to be right. like, so like th- it, it'll be fall, put a jacket on her, teenage pants, dream, and sort of got it. Yeah, I think that was so they didn't the want to intention, go too far. right? Um, and there was controversy around the video because the director, I believe, had previously done like I think adult films. Oh, were um, but obviously the video is squeaky clean. Oh yeah. Oddly, she performed this uh, later at the the Grammys. Uh, with Baby in yes. a medley, which of all the songs to pick to represent her at the Grammys was sort not of like, one. not the one. But yeah, and also just an interesting fact about it, which I find fascinating is like, she did this before the hits came in. Like she mm-hmm. did Bottom and a few uh, other ones. Oh, but oh. Call it out. Oh, she bottomed? She oh. bottomed. She, uh... Everyone at home's like, same. <laughs> she, uh... She recorded this one, among other ones, like before the Max Martin thing happened. Mm -hmm. So this is when they were trying to get her sound right. Innocent knee. Innocent knee, truly. So we can keep on, we keep on rocking to number seven, which is one of my all-time favorites Mm -hmm. from the album. I will be there. Mm -hmm. She gave us vocals. This is vocal knee of the album. The bridge of this song. Like just take a step. Mm-hmm. Oh. She has two big vocal notes in this one. Oh yes, she does. Her probably her second best vocal. What's her first? Well, we're not on that album yet. Oh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um yeah, she unfortunately this one didn't travel with her in time as I wish it would have. No. Uh, it like touch of my hand has gone the distance, but not this. Uh she did this at the Arthur Ash. U.S. Open. U.S. Open. 1999. Yes. With Rosie O'Donnell skipping around the right. court while Britney just sat up there and said, it's one of my favorite. It makes me so happy when I hear the song. The song is so pure and good. That like sort when of you're feeling urgent. alone, baby, just let me know and she will be there. And that has carried through. That really has. I mean, when I think of her, it's like guardian angel. This is so guardian angel me. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, however, moving on to the next track as it gets a bit grim. Time will, time will, oh, I'm fucking up the lyrics. Time, time may take, take us, us apart, apart, but I will, I will still, still love you. you. Um, Actually, she's serving vocals on this too, but I know where you're talking about how this gets grim and how yeah. this has, um, like, if the, we had filmed this podcast um, six or seven years ago, it would have yeah. been a different story. Totally. So this is her first duet. Yes. And it's a great duet. It is. I mean, it's super... 90s cheesy but it, and vocals. vocals are great so it's a duet with uh don philip um who ended up showing up years later mm-hmm. to a little show called the x factor correct auditions correct it was dark it was dark and, and it made me very sad 
It did, and it made and her very not, sad. I didn't like that they did that. They, I thought that was really fucked up. Well, we'll X Factor is a whole other. X Factor is obviously an episode, and mm-hmm. we will dive into what what happened with Don Phillip. Twenty twelve in twenty twelve, but it wasn't cool. No. Okay, we can move right on. Mm-hmm. Speaking deep in my heart. Oh God! Brunch. Again, deep in my heart is like your contact of the own show. I don't of yeah, Katya I, and Trixie. I, <laughs> You're a deep, deep in my heart in stan. My heart. I don't even know why. I feel like it's, it's just been constantly referenced. It really has been. I've been singing it for the past week, on and off the record, just so the listener knows. Like he has referenced "Deep in My Heart" like several times before we even hit play, hit record. Yep, I have. Uh, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, so deep in my heart. <laughs> why don't you take it? I want you for the rest of my life. Dun 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 dun. Mm, mm, mm. It's just like so cheesy. And I remember, I think, okay, this is why it's stuck in my head because there's an Instagram account that posts old videos and right. they're like rare videos. So you guys would really like it. It's so the original doll. Oh, is yeah. the account. And it's completely random. Like there's never really a theme to it. And the other day they posted a video from the mall tour in 99. And she performed this song and the mic was on, she was singing it live, and it just stuck with me. And I've been for the past week just singing it. Yeah, you certainly have. Just catchy, fun. I mean, it's a great, it's a funky, funky it's track. It's corny. It's good. It's cor- <laughs> oh, God. Corny. Um, we are moving on to Thinking About You, mm-hmm. which is excellent. And to this day, if I hear the phrase Thinking About You... Mm-hmm. I say it real fast, like the song, like thinking about you. I was going to just try and hit the note right here, but I'm, I'm just not going to even, she does have some notes. Yeah. It goes With like up. It's almost like a little private shoney in this one. Actually. Yes. Like when she hits that one. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah. Oh, calm down. <laughs> we need the silicone mask. We need to get you some. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's a little private shoney because it's like a, the vocals are a, um, like up and down. Yes. Oh, if up you will. and down. Yeah. <laughs> um, in pitch. We literally can't say a sentence without being like reference. Yeah. Well, you know. That's our language. That's um, just how we do. How we roll, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's, you know, I have not ironically thought about this song in a long time. Oh, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the debut holds uh, up for me. Uh-oh. Oh my god. They, they say it's Deep so private shoney. That's true. I and think that the reason why I've been thinking about it is because I whenever I hear private show when it comes on shuffle, when I listen to Glory, oh. which is like pretty much every day. Yes, you do. I think of private show. I for some reason I always think of the song. And the deep vocals are my favorite part of the Britney register. Mm-hmm. So we Soul love name. that. Solny, Queen of Oh, Queen of Soul. Too soon? That was way too soon. <laughs> everyone just unsubscribed. Just lost it's only episode two and everyone's gone. Everyone just clicked out. Okay. <laughs> well, now we're just talking, you and I. Uh so at this point, we're going into my go to mm-hmm. karaoke song. Email my heart. Everybody's been doing emails. Everyone's been doing the That's emails lately. Just email my heart. Email my heart has had a wonderful resurgence in recent years because it's now 
ironic. I mean, it was dated from the jump, pretty much. Like, even when it had just was came it? out, it was corny, I feel. It was corny, but I felt like it was it was with its time. Sure, but... I, at, least, at least for me, because I'm... I remember with computers. You back remember then, emailing? Well, we didn't have a, a computer. Like we weren't like we did. It was like my dad's laptop, uh-huh. and I was only allowed to use it to listen to music, basically. Okay. So I remember being like, "Oh my god!" Like everyone's so cool. They're allowed to use AOL, and I'm not. Oh my god. And I this was like right before I was allowed to get my first. And honestly, I want to say that like email my heart may have inspired my parents to let me start using AOL. Stop it. Because my first screen name was WrestlingFan99. This really? A thousand percent true story. Mine was Sable Queen of Pop 12. Was it really? No, but it should have been. Oh my God. I was what say. was my first? I was like, oh, we could talk about Sable if we want. We can talk about Sable, the Britney of wrestling. Yeah, but I, my first, that was like the first AOL account I had, obviously made in 1999. Yeah. And I feel like it was inspired by email my heart because I wanted to be cool like Britney. Wow. And I so wish... I probably complained enough. And then they were like, fine, shut the hell up and get on AOL. I wish mine was cool. Mine was not cool. And I like still use it for like random accounts. Grinder. Gr- yeah, it's my grinder name. Uh, Brad Lee with an E151 to represent the original 151 Pokemon. Wow. Yeah. That is- I stand that. I did that. The original. Uh, yeah, she's the I original. Be the very best. Oh, Pokemon! It all coincided at the same time. It did. Um, yeah, because I believe Bradley with a Y was taken. So that's that fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> and just like email my heart. It's just like email. So the actual email my heart. I legitimately sing this song every time I do karaoke, assuming I am in a room of friends. If I go with complete strangers, it's less it doesn't really land it doesn't quite land it has to be the right vibe but if i if you've been in the presence of me singing this song you are among a lucky few um there's a really good picture of me like mid hitting a really good note and the the lyrics are like showing on the oh screen my God. um email my heart is so good legitimately it's also now that i think about it cuz i'm like humming it in my head it was a weird because like the internet was cool back then. Mm-hmm. The way that the song is produced and like the runs and like whatever are so not cool. Yes, exactly. That maybe it, you would think it would have been like a, like a techno-y cause like even the Spice Girls who were a couple years before yep. this album yep. had some very good electronic dancey yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you would think with like email my heart, it would have been like, you know, a modem noise. No, yeah. It is or like, like a um, torch ballad completely Email cheesy back and say it's so bad die. it's so in a good way yes but yeah it's like not really very forward and not very cool mm. which i never really thought of until this moment i wish she would it. acknowledge it in some way like on instagram yeah God. dm me back and say <laughs> our nudes will never leak <laughs> oh my god too late um so email my heart and it is a fan favorite in referencing at least Mm -hmm. i don't know that a lot of people actually like the song i actually like the song it's kind of a meme now too like it's such a meme like everyone's been doing straight people know it Mm -hmm. everyone knows it everyone's doing the emails moving right along uh we have a song called the beat goes on which is a 
her first cover. Legends only. Legends only. Brittany on Cher. Now, this is also one of her weirdest moments on the album. And weirdest performances. And weird performances. This is also the beginning of Wigney. This is, yeah, this is the first Wigney. She wore a black wig Mm -hmm. during this performance. That was not styled very well. That was not styled super well. It was was a Halloween wig. An homage to Cher. I should also point out this kind of ties in on the Baby One More Time tour. She covered all the legends. She did Madonna. She did Janet. And here she's doing Cher. So she was Mm -hmm. kind of like covering all her legend bases real fast. This feels very Britney to me, despite being super weird. It does. Because she gets to play with her voice and she gets to play a character. And Lord knows she loves to play a character. I literally just remember it's on YouTube. If you want to watch this before, it's so interesting. <laughs> and it's like, she just stands there. She does her best and share. I just can't get over the Halloween wig. It really is like a, <laughs> I'm going to be, um, like seventies hippie girl. Like, yeah. Or like, like party Cleopatra. city dress. It's like a party city Cleopatra wig. That sounded, sounded like we were like doing a drag race drag there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still legendary. Uh, and finally, actually, not finally, we can keep on moving along to um, track number 13. Track number 13, which we'll is never I'll stop. Never Stop Loving You. Kind of a boring Kind of a boring song. Moment. Like yeah. It's, she's a cute girl. She's a cute girl. Definitely a low light. Um, this song was not on the actual Right, like the original. U.S. North American edition. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Didn't need to be there. No, it was kind of an extra filler yeah. track. Good vocals. It was on the Asian really edition, popped. Australian edition, but mm-hmm. not really for everyone. It I may stop loving it. I, may. <laughs> I I would say I probably did stop loving I it. I think we did. It is a, it's a strong, it's a like. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the final track is also... A good one. It is Autumn Goodbye, the official B-side of Baby One More Time. Um, I wish it got more recognition. I'll just keep saying that. I wish it got more recognition, this song especially, because I think a lot of people knew this song. It just wasn't on the radio, obviously, because they had their single. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like a memory I have attached to Autumn Goodbye. I don't really have any. I don't think I do either. I just know that when the seasons are changing. Mm Mm-hmm. That I think of it. Yep. And were I to have a love from April to September, bittersweet would be the love that we shared. I remember. She goes low again with it. I (laughs) remember. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's that's a wrap-up of all the tracks that were included on Baby One More Time. Mm -hmm. A very strong vocal album. A vocal album. Thank you. Vocals for days. Mm -hmm. And frankly, people forget that. that, And the fake 2007 Beyond fans, I'll say it, uh, Mm -hmm. just don't have any idea about what kind of vocal delivery she was giving us. Nope. And if you look at those videos on YouTube that are like, Britney really can sing, yeah. which is basically my entire recommended right. feed. Right, exactly. Um, it's like it's like all, all clips era. from this era and oops and all the early stuff when her mic was on. Yeah, when they were She really was her. serving the vocals. She really was. And that's why we stand in the beginning. That really is. Mm-hmm. Like, she was a... Nerdy queen of pop who could sing mm-hmm. and dance. Yeah. What more do you need? No, not that's it. And queen of controversy as we'll also get into 
Okay, so I thought of um, a fake sponsor for us. I need time. Time, love, joy. I need Squarespace. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by Squarespace. Joy, joy, I need May. Use squarespace.com backslash May for nothing. Absolutely nothing because it's not a real sponsor. But if it was, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I thought of that one this morning. That is a very good one. Mm-hmm. I'm. I definitely approve of that one. Great. You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? You want a Maserati? You better join Indeed.com to find a job <laughs> near you. <laughs> and get back to work, bitch, bitch. She wasn't just delivering baby one more time and having a suggestive schoolgirl uniform as her lead controversy. Uh, Only a few short months after that, she landed the cover of Rolling Stone in what is still one of the most iconic images from both her career and from the Rolling Stone cover collection. Um, Her holding the gay Teletubby, Mm -hmm. Tinky Winky, and the phone. A perfect encapsulation of... David LaChapelle's aesthetic and also 90s culture, like mm-hmm. all in one. Phone, Teletubby, 90s icon, all right there. It is such a good cover. It's such a good cover. It is wildly inappropriate for a 17 slash 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Like in this day and age, I still think people would be like pretty uncomfortable with. I don't know. I don't. Well, who are the girls out right now really that that are that age? That I mean, the thing is, because now, like you think about it back then... There wasn't any of these, like, social platforms. Right. This was the first. Really, all you got was the videos and the photo shoots. So this was a huge... I mean, Rolling Stone was... I mean, it still is such an iconic name. But even more so then, when print was really the biggest Mm -hmm. thing out there. Correct. To be on the cover of Rolling Stone, you were... There's just so much more saturation now with digital and print and Instagram and blah, blah, blah. So... I don't know. I think now it just doesn't feel, I don't think it would be as shocking because it's so, everything's so saturated on Instagram and everyone kind of posts, you know, if they're at the beach, they're in a bikini and like, it's not really as, you know, shocking anymore. Whereas back then for such a young pop star to be on such an epic, they were really more so like rock and music. Right. And so she was so new and people didn't really take her seriously. And so I think that added to the, shock value of it i also i remember revisiting the actual article of it a few years ago and the ending kind of shook me a bit i'm going to read a passage from the book of rolling stone Um, the inside photos are also really good yes we should say that the inside Mm -hmm. photos which are done in her kentwood home um totally encapsulate like her family and her upbringing mm-hmm. um there's jamie lynn like dancing with her yep uh to madonna they're like dressed as madonna or jamie lynn is dressed as like madonna it's it's very surreal and mm-hmm. and if you go to the kentwood museum they have her exact room laid out like the photo shoot with the creepy dolls and everything oh that's weird yeah that's still iconic so at the end of this rolling stone article they say <clears throat> Whatever Britney Spears ends up growing into, she stands today as the latest model of a classic product, the unerotic pop star who performs her duties with vaudevillian pluck and spokesmodel charm. As Spears herself says, it's not supposed to be in depth. That doesn't mean I haven't worked really hard. Then again, if you're standing in some bar 10 years later, 
Ten years hence, and Baby One More Time comes on the jukebox, you'll smile and you'll move. It looks like ephemeral pop might even be around in ten years' time. According to one estimate, the U.S. teen population is set to rise in the next decade from 29 million to 36 million. In other words, resistance is futile. Teens are driving our culture, and they won't be giving the keys back anytime soon. That's a crazy quote for 1999. It is a crazy quote, and it kind of gives me shivers when it's predicting that you'll even hear Baby on the jukebox in 10 years and remembering. Like, they knew how iconic it was then. We knew how iconic it was Right, like how much of an impact it made in that year in terms of music and pop culture, and that it's still be around yeah. to 20 years It's later. shocking. Yeah, and of course now we're still doing it and we're still mm-hmm. having these think pieces about it, which is just incredible. The it's impact. Crazy, if you will. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, as we will surely do in 20 years for the debut single from Halsey. So, <laughs> I can't, no. So the cover incited a lot of controversy at the time, so much so that Nestle even pulled out of a sponsorship deal with her tour. It's and that is shocking that like yeah that image did it. I have to admit I didn't even know she had a tour that year. She had the Baby One More Time tour. I was just so disconnected from like yeah I don't know what it was. I wasn't aware of it at the time because I was busy playing EverQuest in my room. But and like live concerts were like not going to be a thing for me for a while. Right. Um which is weird comparison to now. But the thing that sucks about that is like, she had some incredible like vocal moments during that show, just covering open arms and stuff. And there's just like this shoddy VHS footage that exists on YouTube pretty much because that's so unfortunate. It really is. She was giving those vocals then. And that's of course, part of those compilations of yes, she can sing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Speaking of controversy and iconic performances, 1999 is also her first year at the VMAs. Yes. Uh, I remember watching this one live. I don't think I watched this one live. It was only from 2000 onward, but I knew that it happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember getting in trouble, too, for watching MTV. For real? Oh, yeah. You were that household? You couldn't Mm -hmm. watch MTV? Nope. Not at first. Oh, my God. And so, but that was where I got all my info from right so it was like that and i remember the top nine at nine yeah whoever that was and that was it and cds i remember there was also her red carpet look was like mildly super tan right she was so tan she was very tan this was really dipping her toes into the into the water of like what she was gonna do at future vmas mm-hmm. you know i know stan's reference this one as one of the greats and it is a good one but her Billboard and EMA's performances are actually superior. So much better. Um, we get a full the VMAs, medley. She was really, not that she was an opener. <clears throat> right. But she was part of, you know, NSYNC's performance. Right. And so she was kind of like the beginning act of it. And then yeah. like, they came out. So it was kind of like a joint experience. And they had the same set. And they mm-hmm. had the same theme. But the EMA's and the Billboard, it was like That's Britney's. where it was at. Performance. It was like a different person almost. Mm-hmm. The VMAs was like to set the scene for those who don't know it. First of all, go Google and watch it and yep. then come back. That was the classroom setting. They wisely recreated the video more or less, or at least the aesthetic. Themes. We themes. loved themes. Uh we loved the roll call. That was fun. Mm-hmm. With all the gays. All the gays. Like it literally was like a whole classroom of gays. <laughs> Here? Yes. Yeah. Basically. 
And I love her entrance. Um, no. Here. here. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I just, I maybe I'm taking off my stand goggles in this moment to just say, like, that is not really one. I'd be like, this is proof that she's the legend. Mm-hmm. However, EMAs and Billboard, I think visually the EMAs look is cooler mm-hmm. with the red wrap that comes off or red dress, whatever. She does a really, really bizarre space-themed predating oops but like yes that's where she was taking us telling us the story ahead of time um tap rendition Mm -hmm. of baby into crazy and microphone on microphone on live vocals yes and she delivers her first very casual unassisted backhand Mm -hmm. spring super casual and everyone just like doesn't even realize how crazy impressive that is Mm -hmm. uh pretty much from the get go she remixed baby she it's didn't... kind of very onyx hotel ish a little yes bit yes in that performance which is interesting because i we were just watching those performances again yeah before chatting and there's like elements of them that she's kind of done again yes later the opening is literally piece of me the yes. new her new intro imagined still iconic opening yes it's very simple like if, when you guys watch it you'll you'll notice and then the screens have like the comet hitting Earth, mm-hmm. and it's hold like, it against me, kind Brittany. Of. The baby one more time moment is very Onyx Hotel. Mm-hmm. Baby one more time in the yeah. little lounge. Yes, it's just very like Britney, Britney. Totally, I would recommend for anyone who maybe hasn't done as deep of a dive into her that most early stuff to get into the. Billboard Music Awards and the EMAs performances in 99. Those are actually superior to VMAs. That might be controversial, but I don't think so. No, they are very much superior. Yes. Because the mixes are better. The the routine, it's a Britney-specific performance. It's not, oh, I'm going to come out before and sing. Exactly. Um, Because in the US, she was, I mean, she was major, but she was also the opener for NSYNC for a hot second. So it was like right off the heels of the boy band era. Yep. But in the UK, they just went all out. Yeah, I, this is not the year, while Baby One More Time is iconic, this is not the year that people believed she was iconic yet. No. She was a cute girl with a teen pop smash hit single and opening up for NSYNC, and it was all very exciting, but we're not there yet. Nope. Like, we did, however, get over the one-hit wonder hump. But yes, obviously she was massive at this time. Yeah, this is the year that really set the groundwork. Yes. It's kind of the year where, like, the other girls started coming out and we started to see more like female acts and the other girls who I don't know. I will leave it up to everyone's imagination. (laughs) I mean, it was like the spice girls were in 96, 97 and then massive. And then it was like boy bands, boy bands, boy bands, boy bands. And then 99 was like the girls started popping up. The girls started shaking the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time Jerry left Spice Girls so there was like this like horrifying moment where like we need a girl to save us Mm -hmm. obviously they were carrying the torch for two years at least 96 to 98 Britney kept us strong she did yes yeah so that in a nutshell is is the 99 experience for us Um, let us know if you guys have any favorite memories from the era specifically 99 or any favorite songs from the album that we're not giving enough love to. I think that pretty much wraps up 99. Oh, and we did a, We have to do a knee to describe oh, yeah. the year. So what knee would you give to 1999? 
I, hmm. So for 1999, well, in 98, I said Pigtail Knee. Yes. In 99, because we got a full album, I'm going to say Vocal Knee. That is what I was thinking too. Right? Yeah. Because it really just does sum up the album. Yes. And the album was the defining moment for the year. Correct. Because VMA Knee this year was, was mellow. Yes. But Vocal Knee was yes i i definitely turned to 99 as the as the evidence of her vocal talent mm-hmm. there are of course other years but this yes. is like 2000 is is also yes of get, course we get vocals up until um like for a few more years yep for but few more years. this year is really is it's a standout for me <clears throat> like a vocal knee is 1999 definitely belter knee <clears throat> i will still be there knee I will still be there, knee. Deep in my heart, knee. Deep voice, knee. Mic still on during performances, knee. Ooh. So we've gone with vocal knee. Yes. So we have pigtail knee, 98. Yes. Vocal knee, 99. Perfect. And I think that's a perfect segue into the next year. Which is 2000. 2000. Y2K. Let's find out which knee she'll be in 2000. Yeah. Join us for the next episode. See you there. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.